Hello and welcome to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I am chatting with local artist, businesswoman, and astrologer, Emily Rimmert. Hi! Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh no, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Thank you. So before we dive into astrology, can you just walk us through your life and what you do? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, well, I do a lot of things. Uh, my First and foremost, my husband and I um, own a small woodworking company called Rimmert River's Edge Woodworking. Um, and we run that business out of our home. Uh, he makes uh, like epoxy resin river tables. I don't know if you've ever seen those. They're so cool. Yeah. I do know somebody who owns one of them. Yeah. I've eaten off one of the tables and they're <laughs> gorgeous. And I will yeah. absolutely post pictures and everything on my social media yeah, account. Yeah, thank you. Cool. That's, yeah. So, I mean, he does that. He, I mean, he really does pretty much any job that comes to him. Um, he's made a lot of like live edge floating shelves. He's done quite a few cutting boards, like river cutting boards and stuff, which cool. is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, we do that. Uh, we have uh, two and a half kids because <laughs> his his daughter, his, uh, my stepdaughter, is only with us half the time. Um, and, but then my son and then we have our youngest daughter, Aveline, together, who's 18 months, not 18 years. <laughs> I'm not that old yet. Um, <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> and then I also have a small business called Wise and Free um, that I sell um, uh, wire wrapped crystal jewelry, like uh, healing crystals and stones. I make jewelry out of the smaller pieces and I sell some of the larger ones too, just as they are. And they're um, very pretty as well. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I like I like my rocks. I got a big collection of my own. <laughs> so how did you get into astrology? Did you grow up with it? Um, no, I mean, like, growing up, I was always, you know, like, in Cosmopolitan reading my horoscope and stuff like that. And I always, yeah. you know, I was always interested, you know, it always piques my interest. And I always thought it was kind of cool. And um, I think I probably believed in it more than I, like, admitted to people that I did growing up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Because, you know, I didn't want people to think I was weird or whatever. There is a stigma um, around. There is a little it. bit of one, but mm -hmm. I, I've had to come to terms with that and just be like, if people think I'm crazy, people think I'm crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it has become um, a lot more mainstream. Yeah, it has. And so that's lovely, especially, I mean, I... I really only got like seriously into it probably, I mean, less than 10 years ago, five, six years ago, maybe was when I really started like studying it and learning how to cast charts and things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and yeah, it's it's only been recently that I really have felt like confident enough in my knowledge to like do things like this and come talk about it. So. Just from my research of it, I find it incredibly overwhelming. So I can understand yeah, how it takes years to understand. Oh, yeah. Everything. And I mean, I still I'm like I have my notes here for like dates and things because I am still learning every day. Like I would not call myself an expert by any means. I'm definitely still a student of it. But I just happen to know more than your average Joe at this point. You, you know? definitely do. Um, I subscribe to your <laughs> newsletter that oh, you write. Yeah. Can you expand on what Moon Mail is? Um, yeah. So, okay. So Moon Mail, um, you know, when I first started getting into things like astrology and crystals and um, tarot readings and stuff like that, um, I felt very kind of alone here in Cookville because uh, there's not 
there's not a whole lot of like people around who know a lot of stuff about it or if they are they kind of are a little bit in hiding because you know yeah. it's kind of it's different yeah it's a little <laughs> bit of a taboo topic around here sometimes um but so i really wanted to create something that would a bring people together into more of a like supportive learning community where we could all learn from each other and support each other in our search in our quest for knowledge um and also would provide that like information basic information that you know, people need, especially when they're first getting started in stuff like that. Um, so um, I went to a friend of a very dear friend of mine, uh, Bree is their name, and uh, they are an Aries and a wonderful writer and, and teacher. And I mean, I've learned so much from them. And so I asked if they would help me write it. And they said yes. And so Moonmail was born. <laughs> Fabulous. I'm yeah. Caroline Moore, and I'm talking to local astrologer Emily Rimmert. We're discussing right now her newsletter that she wrote, so or currently writes. <laughs> so even if you're not familiar with astrology, you can look at uh, Moonmail and see recipes even. Yeah. So yeah. you have all sorts of things that and, and historical lessons, too, Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I'm I've learned a lot from. So... How long has astrology been around? Oh, Which is kind of a vague gosh. question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, because, honestly, astrology has been around since long before, like, recorded history even began. I mean, they there are, um, like, reindeer and mammoth bones from something like 10,000 to 25,000 B.C. that have um, markings on them that uh, depict the phases of the moon. Um, and I mean, you know, Stonehenge was uh, basically an astrological observatory. Right. Um, it's like lined up with the <clears throat> solstices. I yeah, think the I remember solstices. from history class. Yes, the solstices <laughs> and equinoxes, um, especially the winter solstice, especially is the most important one. The Mayans and the Greeks and the Romans and the Chinese have their whole own system that is completely different that they developed completely on their own when they were still separated from the rest of the world. Um, I mean, the Babylonians created what we consider to be, we consider them the fathers of modern astrology, basically. Okay. So they were the first one, uh, first ones to divide the sphere into 12 houses. Oops. And, um, and so when you say 12 houses, is that uh, what astrologers call the zodiac or um not exactly so i mean yes and no so the zodiac is the basically the zodiac is the path that the sun moon and planets take across our sky and it is made up of 12 constellations which are the 12 signs of the zodiac um and then the sky itself is divided into houses, 12 houses. Okay. And each sign does correlate with a specific house. Um, Aries with the first house, uh, Taurus with the second house, Gemini with the third. Um, but depending on the time and place that you are born, the signs are in all different houses, not necessarily the house that they <laughs> quote unquote belong to or whatever. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's no wonder it takes years. Well, we're going to dive more into astrology with local astrologer, artist and businesswoman Emily Rimmer right after the break. And we're back. You're listening to The Chat. I'm Caroline Moore. And today I'm chatting with Emily Rimmertz. 
local astrologer, businesswoman, and artist. So before the break, you touched on the zodiac and the houses in the sky, which it's it's really overwhelming. It is. <laughs> Though I feel like most people, well, maybe half might know their sign. Like I am a cancer. Yes. So are you. Yes. So is our <laughs> Producer Will, yes, we lots just learned of watery cancer energy in here today. So you mentioned watery. So are there different elements that go with each sign? Yes. So the the twelve signs are all divided. There are three different uh, categorizations, I guess you'd call them, that uh, they're divided into. Um, there's the elements: earth, air, uh, water, and fire. Um, and there are three signs for each element. Um, so like the water signs are Cancer, Pisces, Scorpio. The air signs are Aquarius, Libra, Gemini. Um, Earth is Taurus, Capricorn, Virgo. And then fire is Leo. What am I missing? Sagittarius mm-hmm. and Aries. Yes. Um, and uh, so that, but then there's also, they're divided into groups of four. There are the cardinal signs, which are signs that are more, uh, they sort of affect change in their environment. They create the envi- their own environment and they, they build the world that they want to see. Um, and that they want to live in. Uh, mutable signs are very laid back. Go with the flow. I'll do whatever. I don't care. Let's just be chill and hang out. Um, <clears throat> and then there are the fixed signs, which um, are a little bit more stubborn and don't really like change and kind of just want things to stick to the status quo, stay as they are. So so to an astrologer, if you looked at someone's sign, mm-hmm. would you say... And you mentioned their astrological chart. Mm-hmm. Would you say that their life is like predetermined or? Not at all. No, not at all. Um, it's different for every person, I think, who follows astrology as to like what they feel it means to them. Um, I personally totally believe in free will. Um, I think that our charts show us the lessons, the the big, deep, hard lessons um, that we're going to have to learn in life um, and grow through. Um, and it it kind of shows us like what our preferences are, what our personality is like, how we interact with the world around us. Um, and other how we interact with other people, how other people see us and view us. Um, and yeah, it's I, I think it's more like a generalized roadmap than it is like this is exactly what it has to be or how it's going to be. Right. You know so what it's I mean? not like a, a fate no, or a no. destiny. No, it's more um, for an astrologer, a lens. Yeah, it's more um, that's a that's a perfect word for it. It's a lens at which to look at life, but also to self-reflect like that is what I what I personally use it for the most for myself is to be self-reflective and make sure I'm making the best choices for myself and my life. And um, yeah, just to make sure that I'm on the right track, kind of, you know what I mean? Yes, I'm Caroline Moore and I'm chatting with local astrologer, artist, and businesswoman, Emily Rimmert. So we were just speaking about 
um, astrology and how you see it. So would you say astrology isn't as much of a, it's not a religion, I guess. No, I I mean. Just trying to demystify it. It is kind of a part of some religions, um, uh, but it is not a religion in and of itself. No, I, it's a tool. Okay. Um, it's a tool with which to, yeah, be self-reflective and to, uh, you know, look at your life and, and help kind of help you understand yourself and your own responses to life and to the world around you. So what has your own astrology taught you or how has it improved your life? I know that's a big question, (laughs) but uh, I guess whatever comes to your Um, mind. I definitely have gained a a much stronger sense of self and more confidence in who I am and in what my personal gifts that I have to offer the world are. Um, And it has helped me with relationships and things like, um, you know, looking at my friend's charts and my husband's chart next to my chart and or, you know, like it helps me understand myself and other people. Um, And it also, even to the point of helping me understand what's going on in the world, what the collective energy is like, and, you know, where things like 2020 are coming from and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. (laughs) Now we have a little time before the break. What did 2020 look like to an astrologer on the charts? Did you look at that in 2019 and say... I better buckle up. This is going to be an unprecedented, you know, dark, intense year. Um, astrologers definitely knew 2020 was going to be uh, intense. We we knew that it was going to be a big year. We it's you can't look at at what's co- at the planets and their movements and say this is exactly what's going to happen. This person is going to get elected president. This is going to be the reaction. This is how everything's going to okay. happen. But you can look at it and see, oh, there's going to be a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. It's going to be that energy is going to be big and it's going to affect change. And um, so I think astrologers knew that 2020 was going to be possibly difficult, um, but no one could have predicted <laughs> No one. (laughs) So just to clarify, when an astrologer looks at a chart, they're not like predicting the future. No. They're seeing a a trend or just patterns. Yeah. It's it's about patterns and cycles, really, ultimately. Um, I mean, everything in life is about patterns and cycles. Life itself, literally from, you know, spring to summer to uh, autumn to winter. That is a cycle. We have yearly cycles in nature. Um, cycles of life and growth and death and rebirth and you know um, so yeah it's because the planets move also in a circular pattern so that they create cycles themselves when they come back to the same place in the sky. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> going to dive more into this upcoming season and what Emily says to expect or maybe trends to anticipate. We'll be right back. And we're back. I'm Caroline Moore, and this is The Chat. Today, I'm chatting with local astrologer, businesswoman, and artist, Emily Rimmert. Before the break, Emily, you touched on something called 
the Great Conjunction. Yes. Which is interesting. Um, I looked it up. It, it was on December 21st. I actually remember seeing it up in the sky. So this is when astronomy and astrology overlapped big time. It was a big day yeah. for any sort of star gazer. Yeah. Can you expand on what the Great Conjunction was? Okay. So the Great Conjunction actually happens uh, every 20 years. It is. Um, so a conjunction is an aspect in astrology um, where two planets occupy the same degree of the sky. It looks like they are right on top of each other. And they were. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jupiter and Saturn. Yeah. Jupiter. So the great conjunction is Jupiter Jupiter and Saturn. Happens once every 20 years. The last time it happened was uh, the end of 2000, 2000, the beginning of 2001, and we saw a major political change happen at that time. Um, and we saw uh, 9-11 happened that year. Um, so it's really, I mean, because it's kind of a 20-year cycle because the conjunction happens and then 10 years later you have the opposition of the two planets, which is when they're directly across from each other in the circle of the of the zodiac, in the circle of the sky. Um, and uh, a conjunction usually is uh, a positive thing. Um, uh, an opposition is a very tense thing. It, it creates a lot of tension, a lot of stress, sometimes a lot of like disconnect. Um, so uh, the so, yeah, the the Jupiter Saturn conjunction, it always signifies change because there is an undercurrent of dissatisfaction. Um, people want something new. They're ready to like change things up. Uh, and so I think it only makes perfect sense that at the end of 2020, people were ready for change. They were ready for new things. Um, and, uh, you know, we again just saw a major change in government. Um, it, it's interesting that they always seem to happen on election years. <laughs> so to an astrologer, what was the most recent conjunction, which was at the end of December? What did that signify to the um, community? It signifies for me, I think it signifies that 2020 is going to be a, a move, a positive move towards positive change in the world. Um, I, um, after we had a lot of major, uh, planetary transits and, and conjunctions and, um, aspects in, uh, 2020 and now going into 2021, we're seeing a lot of, um, it, it, there's, we're going to continue moving towards change. I think people need to probably expect to get used to a more technological way of life because this conjunction is um, in Aquarius. It happened in Aquarius. And what does that mean? Um, so Aquarius <laughs> is the humanitarian sign. Aquarians are very um, ethically minded. Um, and uh, it's also a te very technological sign. So it's about technology. It's about uh, forward movement, progressive movement, um, and humanitarian efforts. So I think uh, this year, uh, especially right now, there's a lot going on in and around Aquarius. And um, the yeah, the Great Conjunction just happened in Aquarius. 
Um, so I think we're going to see this year for 2020 a lot of positive movement towards change, but good change. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> good to hear. I'm Caroline Moore, and I'm talking to Emily Rimmert about all things astrology. So what can we expect for the spring? Uh, what kind of season it is? According to astrology, what do you see? Okay. Well, I actually, um, I wrote down here a couple, a few of the transits that we have coming up, like at the beginning of April. Um, so let's see. Let's start with... Uh, Let's not start with that one, actually. Uh, let's start with April 16th. Uh, the sun in Aries will square Pluto and Capricorn. So a square is when two planets are 90 degrees apart from each other. Um, and like you could draw a right angle between them. Um, and this, uh, it's that square particularly, the sun in Aries square Pluto and Capricorn it's um, going to foster a bit of like stubbornness, maybe a little selfishness. There could be like power struggles, especially like you you're not going to want to uh, get into any confrontations with your boss um, on April 16th. <laughs> um, Write that down, everybody. Yeah. Um, but on the 13th, I should have said this one first. Uh, but on the 13th, the sun in Aries will be sextile Mars and Gemini. Sextile is, I believe, when they, uh, yeah, 60 degrees. So when the planets are 60 degrees apart um, uh, in the sky, they make a 60 degree angle. Um, and this is a very like energizing energy, um, especially with Aries. Aries is a fire sign. Gemini is an air sign. Air signs are all about communication and, um, and intelligence, intellect, mental activity. Um, Mars is going to be in Gemini as the planet of physical energy. Um, and then the sun in Aries in that fire sign, it's going to be very energizing, very motivating. Um, there's going to be a boost in like creative juices. You know what I mean? Um, and there's actually a lot of in coming up. There is a lot of that sort of motivating energizing let's get this done let's work towards this goal and make it happen there's a lot of that coming up in this this year really that's good to hear yeah because i have felt quite um stagnant i think lately. we all have i think this is exactly what we all need for 2021 really i think we all need that kind of all right let's get up off our butts and fix it now yes kind of energy literally we've been um stuck inside for so long i think a lot of people are <laughs> excited to get up and move so whether you believe or accept as uh, astrology or yeah. not i think this is true yeah. for most people you might want to start <laughs> accepting it a little bit now grab onto some of that energy and yeah well, get well, in there emily before we go can you tell us where to find you or how to subscribe to your newsletter etc totally <laughs> so i um uh, I'm on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, Facebook, my page is called Wise and Free. Um, I think it's at Wise and Free in TN is the like little handle mm -hmm. thing. Um, uh, and then on Instagram, I am at MREM TN Wise, TN Wise Woman. Um, E M R E M TN Wise Woman. 
Uh, and yeah, you can find me either of those places. And um, I there's not I don't have like a website where you sign up for the <laughs> newsletter yet. Um, it's it is actually still pretty new. We just started it back in January was the first one. Um, so but you can just send me a message on Facebook or on Instagram and let with your email. Let me know you want to be added to the list and I will put you on there. And I will also post your information on my social media as well. Okay, I'm cool. at Caroline Moore, M-O-O-O-R-E across all platforms. Emily, thanks so much. Thank you. For broadening our horizons today. Yeah, I'm happy to. And I hope everyone has a great week. Thanks for tuning in.